0: Today on Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Ballmer, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne in Melbourne, Florida.
1: So if I'm going to get to know God, I have to spend some time with Him. How else am I going to know God? How would I ever know if it's God speaking to me unless I practice it? You see, it isn't a gift, and one of the gifts of the Spirit is not hearing from God. That comes from maturity. It comes from listening and going, that's flesh, that's Satan, that's God. Now we still make mistakes, so do I. And that's why we have a group of people to protect us and all those kind of things. So prayer allows that mode of communication.
0: In our celebrity-obsessed culture, it's easy to feel like we know these figures in the spotlight just from seeing their faces so often or reading an interview or two. Most people are duped into thinking they know God in the same way. But truly knowing Him goes far beyond memorizing a few prayers or participating in weekly rituals. To know God, you communicate with Him through prayer and through the Word. You come to know His character, His heart, His truth. You'll hear from Him and it will be so much better than that imaginary persona you thought you knew. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now let's join Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 11, verse 18, for the conclusion of our message entitled, Talking to God.
1: God wants to communicate with you just like an earthly father does now the problem we have with some of this is some of you had such poor images of earthly fathers you struggle in that concept but God is not like your earthly father he is a perfect father so if we look at prayer and you know that God wants to communicate with you I want to give you seven things quickly that prayer is not number one prayer is not fancy words Quite often, I hear people say to me, well, I don't know how to pray. I've never prayed out loud. I don't know what you're doing. If you don't know how to pray, here's a very interesting way to learn it. Turn to any passage in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John where Jesus and the disciples are talking. That's prayer. Jesus was God. Later, we'll say Peter says to Jesus, well, Jesus, how did that tree get dead? That's prayer. It's conversation with God. So don't Talk English if you're from American. Don't give us the King James jazz. God isn't interested in that. Oh, holiest, blessed, ours. Uh, he don't want that stuff. Now if you're from New York, and can say yeah, boy, if You know I, Just use your New York language. You know the bagel language. Whatever, do whatever. Wherever you're from. If you're Southern, slow it out, man. That's who you are. Be who you are. Don't be weird. Be who you are. Number two, it's not vain repetitions. Now that hurts some of you. Because you came from a background where you memorized all your prayers. I'm not against memorized prayers. Except in this case, for many who memorize prayers, they mean nothing. They roll off with nothing. Some of you haven't been upset them in a long time. You could rip them off right now. And nothing comes from your heart. It's not that they weren't good prayers. It's because they aren't from your heart. Now, unless you get proudful here and say, Well, I came from a church that never had any memorized prayers. Watch some of our prayers. Spirit-filled churches can have prayers that sound just as rote and have zero effect because we're comfortable with them. Number three, prayer is not an attempt to push God around. God is not some kind of cosmic bellhop. Hello, ring a ding a ding Here's what I want. There's a story recently of a little boy at evening went into his bedroom and he prayed loudly. Lord, bless Mommy and Daddy. And Lord, give me a new bicycle. His mother ran into the room, quickly holding her ears and said, Son, you don't have to shout. God is not hard of hearing. The boy answered, Yes, Mommy, I know. But Grandma is, and she's way down the hall. (laughs) See, he knew, he knew. God isn't like that. He's not your bellhop. Number four, prayer is not approaching God directly. We do not go to God directly. We go to God through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, when we study the book of Hebrews, you see that. He's our high priest. He's our intermediary. We pray in the name of Jesus. He's the one today who's interceding for you at the right hand of the Father. Number five, prayer is not a public exercise only. It is good to have times of corporate prayer, single prayers, prayer in small groups, whatever. But most of our prayer Is really to be private in fact the Bible tells us we should go into our prayer closet and pray it's a place where we don't show off it's a place where we have intimacy with God number six prayer is not only asking for things that's what most people think prayer is we will see that it's much more than that and number seven prayer is not a one-way conversation it is not just Talking to God, but it includes other aspects. Now let's look at the types of prayer. Man talking to God. Man talking to God. What are the three types? Well, let's look at them. First of all, is worship. When you go to God and you have times of prayer in your car, at home, wherever, in the morning, at night, when you leave here, think about who He is. It's His character you're talking about. So when you walk out today and see the sky and the beautiful trees, and you can see the awesomeness of this storm that's headed this way or whatever, and realize the power of God just to control all that and tweak this way or whatever, can do whatever. I mean, when you think of the awesomeness and the character of God, you bless Him, not for what He's done for you, but how awesome He is. That's prayer. That's worship. That's what they did on that day when His power came down. They didn't go out there and say, oh, by the way, now that Your presence is here, God, you know I could use a new whatever. They went, wow, God. And see, we've lost the holiness of God in this country. God means nothing to most people in this country, but God is a holy God. Secondly, petition. When I'm talking to God, it is okay to ask for things. God says in his word, ask, and he will give it to us. So to request something you need or want is fine, as long as it's in balance. Number three, intercession. When you and I think about all the people that need God or need help, for instance, in this body this morning, there are many people that are undergoing surgery this week, cancer patients, all kinds of difficulties, people you don't know about, marriages being on the brink of divorce and just disasters. Those people probably don't have enough faith to pray for themselves. Who's going to do it? You and I are going to do it. You see, this is a body. And that's why you, get to, you need to know people in this body. You shouldn't just come on Sunday morning, sit there in a pew, look at the person's head and the end, go home, come back next Sunday. And do You need to get to know people. You need to be small groups. So when we say this, we couldn't come up with a list of all the people that need help this week. We have no time to speak. So you need small groups and get to know people. And as you do that, you intercede for them. As you walk by a neighbor of your house who doesn't know God, they have no clue that they're lost. They don't know they're going to hell. They don't know that if they don't come and accept Jesus Christ personally because of his work on the cross, they're not going to be... They don't even know there is a heaven or hell. They're lost. So what do I do? I stand in their place. And I go to God and say, God, they're not here. They don't know it. But God's opened their eyes. You speak to them. You soften their heart. I want to know about God. You say, well, how'd that happen? That's because we've been interceding for people. It's not magic. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And most of our time should be in interceding. Secondly, and by the way, if you want to pray for something important during the week, as far as this church service, you pray for me. You pray for the pastors that speak here. Because when we turn to this passage, as we're just going through the book of Mark and 1 Kings, I need God's direction of what to speak you see, there's so many ways to go. I mean, I have hours of stuff. It takes me usually 10 to 20 hours to do what I'm doing here, Study and praying, and finding out. And what I want to do is not what I want to say to you. You probably don't want to hear what I want to say to you. What you want to hear is what God wants you to hear. So if you're praying, here's what you do this week. For Pastor Mark or Pastor Bill or Pastor Rick, you just pray when they're speaking, God clarify all of that wonderful resource and hone in on what they should speak to us. By the way, pray that he will do that because often God speaks to me exactly that. And if it isn't, it's a miserable week as I'm trying to ferret out all of these things and I need God's help. I know many of you pray. Thanks. Let's take a look at the next one. God talking to man. Did you know that God talks to man? And how does he talk? The first way he talks is through his word. As you are here and you've been reading scripture, do you know God's talked to you? Oh, I didn't hear him. He said, thus saith the Lord. I don't know. Thus saith the Lord. I don't know what kind of voice he's got, but he's talked to you. The word is alive, isn't it? It's spoken to your heart. This is the truth. This is God's word. This is God's mind to you. So as we have gone through the word of God, he's already spoken to you this morning. Secondly, he speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. So when you have private devotions in the morning and you read the word of God, is God speaking to you? Yes, he is. You say, well, God never speaks to me. Yes, he does. Now, if you read it to go check, check off through the Bible in the ear, whew, got that one done, then he probably didn't speak to you because you probably didn't give him time. You did it out of a legalistic reason. You don't do that. When your wife says to you, would you listen to me? You don't say, yeah, sure, with the paper up. Go ahead and talk to me. That's no problem. Go ahead. No, you do what? If you're any wise at all, you put your paper down and you say, okay, what you not? And that's what the word of God is about. When God wants to speak to you, He needs your full attention. Secondly, the Holy Spirit. Now that isn't one of these things. Oh, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. No, it isn't that. We've made it so complicated. But the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. Do you know that all the time I'm teaching you this morning, you know who's speaking to me? The Holy Spirit. I have my notes because I'm not good enough not to go with them. But all during the sermon... Every one, the Saturday night service, and the first service, and the second service, they're all the same services. But if you get the tapes, there's differences. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's speaking to me. This crowd needs this point emphasized. This needs to come out. I say some in some services, I don't say anything. You say, woo. No, it isn't woo. It's just God. It's God. It's just God. He just speaks to us. And as we go through, I'm thinking... Man, I got 12 minutes. Where am I going to go? Seven minutes are I going to get through? And God just said, skip this one, go to this one, do that one, do that. That's the Holy Spirit. And lastly, he speaks to us through circumstances. How many of you know what a circumstance is that God's speaking to you? It's like this. The door's closed. How many know that? You know that. The door's closed. You go, whoops, God, you're speaking to me. You got it. And also, somebody called me this week and said they've been trying to do this thing forever. And all of a sudden this week, God just went like this opened a big door, and they couldn't believe it. Circumstances spoke to them. God loves to speak to us. Now, stop right now, just for a moment, quickly, and let me ask you this thing. When's the last time, in the last three days, what kind of prayer went on in your life? How many times did you speak to God? What did you speak? Did you balance between those areas of worship, intercession, and petition? How many times did God speak to you in the last three days? Was it through His Word? Have you even read his word? Did you hear his Holy Spirit prompt you? Or with the circumstances, when something went, you went, even though it's not good, God, I have a peace, because I know you're behind it. You see, God wants to speak to us. So let's go down, and we're going to cover these five things quickly here. Why pray? Why should I pray? It's strange that we would think, why should you even have to say, why should you pray, when it's so good, when a God of the creation wants to speak to me, I shouldn't have to say, why pray? But we do it anyway, because most of us are pretty weak with it. Number one, the Bible commands us to pray. God's word doesn't say, if you pray, he says, when you pray, you should pray all the time. Pray continually. Number two, prayer allows man to know God. In our premarital counseling that we do. And again, if you're going to get married in this church, you got to go through all kinds of premarital counseling. So don't come and set the date, get a wedding packet. It takes about 4 months, 4 months of counseling. We have a lot of things we go through. We take marriage very seriously here. So one of the things to do with married couples and premarital is we talk about communication because communication is usually very poor. And we say it takes both. It takes times to listen. It takes, and the only way you're going to get to know your spouse or the, many of you who need a tune up in your marriage, what you need is communication again. You don't talk. You, you communicate, but you don't talk at all. You're not listening, whatever. So if I'm going to get to know God, I have to spend some time with Him. How else am I going to know God? How would I ever know if it's God speaking to me unless I practice it? You see, it isn't a gift. And one of the gifts of the Spirit is not hearing from God. That comes from maturity, that comes from listening and going, that's flesh. That's Satan. That's God. Now, we still make mistakes. So do I. And that's why we have a group of people to protect us and all those kind of things. So prayer allows that mode of communication. Number three, prayer allows us to discover God's point of view for our daily lives. Do you want to know how to live life? I do. How am I going to know it? The Bible tells us that God has a plan for your life. And listen up. Everyone pay attention to this. God's plan for you Whether you're a teenager, all the way up to 90 years old, and you wonder if you're even going to bail and walk out of this place. God's plan for your life is better than any plan you'll ever come up with. Once you believe that, you can trust God. And how do I find that plan? From prayer. He tells me that. Number four, prayer helps us not to worry. That should not be a tough one, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. When we look at this week and we look at the disasters everywhere, man, do we need prayer. Number five, prayer is a deciding factor in spiritual warfare. Now, how do we pray? Well, any posture will do. People in the Bible prayed standing, lifting their hands, sitting, lying down, kneeling, lifting their eyes toward heaven, bowing, pounding their chests. Any place will do. People in the Bible prayed during a battle, in a temple, in a cave, in a closet, in a garden, on a mountainside not the guy with the bear, by a river, by the sea, in the street, in Hades, in bed, in home, in a prison, in wilderness, and even in a fish. Remember it? Any time will do. People in the Bible are found praying early in the morning, in mid-morning, at evening, three times a day, before meals, after meals, at bedtime, sounds like taking medicine, doesn't it? At midnight, day and night, every day and always. Any circumstance will do. People in the Bible are found praying when they're young, when they're old. When they're in trouble, when they're in hope, when they're fearful, when they're victorious, what it means is all of those don't matter. Here's what it means. God isn't interested in the time. He isn't interested in circumstances, He's interested in one thing, your heart. When you pray, is your heart into it? Now quickly, the last point this morning is this. The basis of all prayer must be faith in God. Look down at verse 20. In the morning as they went along, remember Jesus had spoken to this fig tree two days before and said, just dry up. They saw the fig tree withered up totally from the roots. And Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Jesus, did you use Roundup when we were not looking? This fig tree has withered from the roots already. He couldn't believe it. There would only been a day and there was nothing left of the fig tree. It was just gone. There was nothing left of the roots. They were dried up, caked, no life in them at all. No, really, Peter said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you have cursed is withered. In other words, how did that happen? And here's what Jesus said. Jesus said to Peter, Have faith, Peter. Did Jesus say have faith? No. Here's what Jesus said. Have faith in God. Biblical faith must be based in an object. And your faith, if you're a Christian this morning, must always be based in the object of God. If you want your faith in you, good luck. So our faith cannot be in this country. My faith this morning is not in this church. Your faith can't be in me. Come here in this preach. Don't put your faith in me. Don't hear it. put your faith in any man in this church. We will fail you. It's not our desire to fail you, but we're human. You don't put it in a Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel is nothing. You put your faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. On that rock, everything else will go away, but the rock will stand. So he says, Peter, if you want to know something about prayer, it has to do with faith. Now, what is faith? That's hard for us. Faith is not some positive feeling you have, some manufactured thing, and you just keep saying it over and over again, faith, 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 faith. Faith is the confidence that what God has promised will indeed happen. Let me give you four things to have faith in. Number one, we must have faith that there is a God. Why would you pray If you don't believe, there's a God. What a waste of time. Number two, we must have faith that God hears. Again, why would you pray if you think there's a God, but if He doesn't hear, why would you ever pray? Number three, we must have faith that God cares. There's a true story, unlike the bear story I told you. And I heard it just this week. A little girl named Heidi, four years old, went to her dad and her says to her dad, Dad, I'd like to ask God for something. Dad said, well, what would you like? This was true. It happened in California. Little four-year-old girl, Heidi, says, I'd like a rose. Dad says, well, let's pray together. They prayed together, Matthew 18 prayer agreement, finished. Came home from work that night. Heidi came to the door and says, Dad, where's the rose? Didn't come. How come God didn't answer our prayer? So Father, not knowing what to do, said, well, maybe God wanted you to define it further. What kind of a rose would you like? Didn't bother Heidi. She said, I'll take a white rose. Dad then didn't know what to say. They prayed again. He headed off that next day for a music concert in California at a small church where he'd never been before. He got to the hotel and he thought, I ought to call the florist and have him send a white rose to little Heidi so at least she knows that God answers prayer. The more he thought about it, he said, that isn't right. So he said, God, I don't know if you can do this, but send Heidi a white rose. He finished the concert. At the end of the concert, a little lady walked up from the back and she said, I know this is going to be strange to you. I don't know you. But as I was gardening this morning, God spoke to my heart. And I believe, here's what he said. And she gave him this. And she said to him, enjoy it. And he said, well, I like fresh food. I'll definitely eat it out of your garden. She said, you don't want to eat that. Open it up. When he opened it up, it was a teeny white rose. And I say, well, that can't happen. It did happen. So that tells me, number one, that there is a God. Tells me, number two, that he does hear. Tells me, number three, that he does care. And that brings us to our last point that you see on the overhead. Number four. We must have faith that God answers. Now, if you look at the nation of Israel, you see something very important. The nation of Israel had lost their faith in God. I want you to get a visual picture of what God wants in your life. See, Jesus ended, you have to picture this, it would be as if this was the bush over here, and this was the fig tree, and it totally the leaves are gone. You could have just pull it up and there's nothing by the roots. Totally dry. No life in it at all. And what that was, was a picture of the nation of Israel and their religious system. There was form. There was circus. There was commercialism. There was corruption. But there was no life. So what Jesus was saying is this. Israel had lost its faith in God. The faith was in a religious system, It was in the high priest. It was in their money and their ways of making deals. But it wasn't in God. So the hierarchy caused the people of Israel to lose their own faith in God. Let me ask you this morning. Have you lost your faith in God? Have you been hurt in a church and that's destroyed your faith in God? Is there a prayer that hasn't been answered in your life and it's like when you pray, the the ceiling is just... They just don't go anywhere, and you say, There can't be a God. I've lost it. Have you never even prayed? You've never even had faith in God. You're not even a Christian this morning. You see, if you're a Christian this morning, and you're going through form, and you come here, and you're searching, but you're searching through form, you come to the right place, because you ain't going to hear no form here. You're going to hear life from the Word of God. There was a little lady in chapter 4 of John who came to Jesus at a well. She'd been abused all her life by many men. She was dried up. Her religion was dried up. Her prayer life was dried up. She's talking about Samaria and whatever. And Jesus stood before her and he said this. Would you like to change your dried up condition? Have faith in God. And by the way, I'm God. I'm standing before you. And out of your innermost beings will flow rivers of living water. You'll never be dry again. Your leaf will prosper. Your life will be full and abundant. Lots of problems, but God will be there. Let me ask you this morning, Christian. Which do you relate to? Dried up, form, no answers from God. Religion's boring. Can't get anything from my prayer. Never read the Bible. Or out of you are rivers of living water flowing. It all relates back
0: to one thing. Having faith in God. Today we again saw the fig tree. When the disciples saw that it was withered from the roots at the temple in Jerusalem, we saw that faith in God was dried up as well. The place of prayer was defiled. Prayer is vital to God's people. As we heard, prayer allows us to know God, to discover His plan for us, and gives us comfort. Pastor Mark assured us that there is no formula for prayer, but the basis must be faith in God. Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series the next time you join us. For those of you that like to have CD archives of Bible teachings, we'd like to offer you a CD of Pastor Mark's message from today. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5. This is only to cover the materials and shipping it takes for you to receive your CD. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option. Now, here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is MB3150, and the title of today's message is Talking to God. Again, today's message is MB3150, and the message title is Talking to God. Or if you'd like, you can just remember today's date. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time here on Lessons for Living as we come to Mark chapter 11 where Pastor Mark will speak about the effective power of prayer. You will be challenged to examine your own prayer life and come to an understanding of the enormity of what prayer can accomplish in our own lives, in others, and in the world. Being effective in prayer requires faith in God's goodness and power. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the Gospel of Mark. That's next time on Lessons for Living.